hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies welcome i mean this is not how is it welcome back to the another episode of everyday talkies we are back again with another episode of guns germs and steel resuming after i don't know how long hello pushkar hello we are so close to the end yes i think a couple more episodes and then we'll close off this series you now for people then we can go know. back to talking about random shit uh it's been so long this has been my like my longest break earlier last year i took like what 3 weeks 4 weeks break and this has been like what close to 2 months now since we released an episode i mean college has really been taking up your time sadly sadly like my exams are over but still yeah leave all that wait wait like actually you are like the only person i know who is actually like suffering from online education <laughs> i think i'll suffer more if it's live uh then to recording would go in a toss at all but okay all of this conversation for maybe later i'm sure there will be some episode coming where i'll rant about this again <laughs> But no, today speaking of suffering, today we are talking about Africa. Wait, damn! No, see, these jokes we can't say. We have to be very cautious. Anyway, the episode's name is "How Africa Became Black." So, guys, before you, you know, accuse us of being racist and all of that, just a quick briefing: we are discussing the book "Guns, Germs, and Steel" by Jared Diamond. And uh, you know, today I'll ask Pushkar to give you the summary version of the last, I don't know what, seventeen, eighteen chapters. And, Man, uh, it's been two months. I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, wait. Let me try this. No, no, I'm kidding. I I can somewhat remember if I drop some facts somewhere. You can pick them up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so the book is Gunshots and Steel by Jared Diamond, and uh, the main problem posed by the question is in the form of Yali's question, which is why do different civilizations uh, grow at different rates uh, across history, and uh, in order to explore. or to rather find an answer to that question we have gone through different different um, parts of the world uh, throughout history we've uh, looked at natural experiments uh, in say polynesia in south america we've looked at uh, you know uh, how different different factors such as geography latitudes longitudes the weather different uh, minerals just the uh, existence of uh, domesticated animals that could be domesticated such things how they led to uh, certain civilizations in certain places rising at a faster rate and certain other civilizations being stagnated and uh, due to that how the conflicts between these civilizations uh, gave one uh, one civilization advantage over the other and uh, yeah we learned about how plants uh, were first domesticated how uh, agriculture was introduced how uh, you know the the modern uh, modern agriculture as we know it came from somebody <laughs> pooping out a seed thank you uh, thank you for saying that can continuing the tradition go ahead yeah then we learned about uh, how uh, bacteria grew how diseases grew because of uh, Uh, closely knit uh, populations that were kept increasing in cities and everything. We learned about invention. We learned about uh, how languages developed and why they developed as uh, forms of record keeping and for how they were used by society to basically uh, keep the social hierarchy 
you know language was uh, hoarded uh, by people at the top and it wasn't given to the uh, people at the bottom at first and all that and yeah then now we came specific types of people around the world and their histories we talked about uh, yali's people in papua new guinea how uh, just the difference of altitude made a lot of difference to their civilizations uh, we talked about china and we learned that uh, how china's population was displaced and then unified we learned about polynesia we learned about the americas and now finally we are here at africa that's a long summary but guys enjoy the previous episodes i think they have been wonderful uh, people are really liking that and if not you can still join us <laughs> there are like couple more episodes i'm sure you'll enjoy that anyway the today's uh, today's topic or the today's title is anyway catchy for more people to listen <laughs> yeah so, if you're just interested in africa you can just listen to this episode but with africa right like this question has baffled i think most of us and i was even more excited because africa like we have been saying from the very first chapter right first human civilizations you know came from here i don't know whether you can say civilizations but yeah like ancient humans we have the cro-magnons and the modern humans in the fertile crescent area and all of that but yeah so with such head start currently as we see africa it's not at all in a you know state as such as eurasia or let's say americas for that matter or even southeast asia so what really happened in the 7 million years that in spite of being like the first continent to harbor humans in any form became i think one of the most underdeveloped continents like the start of the chapter jared diamond mentions that africa is one of the if not the most uh, diverse uh, uh, continent in terms of uh, different species of humans like he says that even before the white colonists arrived colonialists arrived uh, africa already harbored not just blacks but uh, as we shall see five of the world's six major divisions of humanity and three of them are uh, confi- confined as natives to africa so and he also mentions that one quarter of the world's languages are only spoken in africa and like just the amount of diversity from if we go from south africa to north africa it's hard to kind of conflate them all into uh, a singular group of you know just africans initially our theory was that right that more diversity leads to more you know growth but apparently after the whole spatial axis cha- chapter that thing has gone down the drain oh, you know gone out the window <laughs> yeah, so similarity breeds uh, more population and more humans and with africa we prided ourselves on we learned uh, in geography that all the three you know tropic of cancer equator tropic of capricorn crosses through it and but that is what basically led to the i would say under development or not enough progressing for africa like as we see he basically describes right he basically descri- uh, se- segregates the people into five major heads so i don't know the way he says it is like very weird but yeah he says it blacks whites african pygmies caucasian and asians and before people you know start calling us racists or racists or jared diamond but yeah like we have to refer to them with certain terminologies and this is purely for academic exercise it's not to insult anybody i want to say this disclaimer i don't know what happens later actually so scared yeah after we pc thing cancelled automatically understood like from all of from what we have learned right now okay i might be deviating from what the whole chapter flow is but if you see fertile crescent is right over africa right and we have egypt and all of these areas falling into that so obviously the top northernmost portion right will have people who are more as you can say as he puts whites right where they have more agricultural like it's more temperate region and more agricultural they're growth. closer to cro magnons 
correct correct and you know easier migration of crops and animals and big animals which can be domesticated let's focus on that you know could migrate from the european regions and settle there and that is why you know uh, the whole why we say egypt has the most oldest culture right and uh, yeah exactly of- i was just uh, getting towards that the egypt obviously has one of the oldest civilizations in the world and uh, they somehow managed to sustain even though the environment uh, as we like know it mostly isn't that friendly but uh, you know because they are surrounded by desert in a way uh, but even so they were able to manage uh, creating a civilization based on agriculture based on uh, you know uh, cattle farming and uh, you know having a complex social hierarchy with like uh, trade markets and business and all of that uh, which which leads you to basically um, conclude that uh, you know there are external factors there are certain other factors of uh, growth that we looked at in uh, previous chapters you know all the uh, access things and the distribution of seeds and the uh, existence of uh, domesticatable animals all this stuff that led to uh, you know ancient egypt becoming a civilization just as like big as rome true and like as you go down right like down africa from egypt if you know you, as you mentioned that right, we have the desert so all the crops and animals which survived there right which thrived there and led to the you know growth of human population and whites as they call it and that that basically faded away because with deserts you have no water and uh, no water hot climate the same crops could not grow and that is why that did not transcend well into the entire africa that is the whole axis thing right it's more longitudinal rather than latitudinal uh, that is why eurasia had a wider expansion of human population rather than africa and similarly like this is a, the, the common thing right you we can take india for example people can relate here people in northernmost india they are fair skinned in comparison to people who are in southern india now why is that it's because of a hotter climate it's because we are right above the equator very very we are right near the equator and you know more sunlight so your body produces more melanin and that's why we are more dark skin to protect from this harmful ultraviolet rays it's simple scientific explanation and that is what happens with the whole saharan middle portion and that is why uh, jared diamond terms them as blacks because most of the black population lived there but also like we have to uh, look at the fact that uh, he says that um, you know every major crop grown in africa Uh, originated north of the equator so it's like uh, it's not just that there's uh, you know a racial divide but uh, also that it was just geography that led to the people on the northern side becoming more uh, uh, developed than the southern side so simply just because of all the uh, factors that made the made the people there more readily available to grow true true like when you see that the whole uh, central thing and you said that all crops grow above because there was this huge gap in between and the desert in between they could not transcend into the south right and that is why we see there's a whole whole divide between the north people and the south people and it also tells you that why the people also are different in both these areas right we divided these people into five different categories and we'll you know slowly be discussing you know who these people are and how these people did but yeah majorly the whites as we called the Afro, the afroasiatic people they're in the northernmost part of the countries no uh, northernmost part of africa now the reason behind that is if it was possible if it was more latitudinal and the desert was not there hypothetically speaking i'm sure they would have engulfed the entire of africa because they would have been more uh, agriculturally advanced they would have more sedentary lifestyle and that would have led to more technological advancements and as things go as we have learned they would have basically engulfed africa and that is what happened but in a different way 
when we you know come further south we learn about bantu people who are uh, you know but it's also it's also interesting yeah i was just coming to that uh, before we came to come to the bantu thing mm-hmm. uh, he also mentions that it's a common misconception that african agriculture began in egypt he says that uh, you know uh, as early as uh, almost 11000 years ago people were farming in the sahara desert uh, which at the time wasn't a desert so that's like an interesting fact but it doesn't really go anywhere since you know it did turn into a desert afterwards and that led to uh, you know a huge division between the north and the south yeah but again like if you talk about that that was like what thousands of years ago and we still yeah, talking about recent history right? <laughs> yeah so 10 and 11000 years ago basically started with everything right that with the whole ice age uh, going off and then the deserts forming and all of that and you know will i don't know like i'm more the thing is i recently read japan right so there are more interesting facts coming because of that so i'll hold <laughs> on to that and stick to africa but yeah uh, let's go to the whole uh, thing like let's move further south what happened beyond that beyond that whole region of deserts okay so as we go further south uh, we understand basically about the whole uh, central america central america sorry central africa and not completely south africa because we'll come to that again later but that was majorly occupied by pygmies and blacks again and that led to the whole uh, people the people like cohesion uh, you know african pygmies blacks everyone and there were different subdivisions like we basically categorized them into what blacks whites african pygmies right and uh, cohesion but they also had subdivisions which i can't really recall right now i have to see what they were really called i think one was bantu uh, sorry zulu somalis and ebos right they were part of the black community and there were far, there are far more divisions so i can't recall all of that but ha huh, basically he stresses on the fact that we believe that cohesions were the ones who you know engulfed majority of the people and by here engulf really means that you know um, captured or i would say eradicated most of the other what do you call it species not species uh, variations of african people yeah and which was interesting because after that when the white colonists came they wiped out most of the cohesion people yeah but apparently that is on the truth the first assumption that we make that the cohesion people uh, eradicated people that was not true it was instead the opposite right which we which he mentions that the bantu people were the one who were mostly mostly occupied in the majority of central and south africa and uh, i think the reasons are same like for all engulfment and i think constant across all the chapters that we can see any community which develops agriculture first has better climatic conditions gets to a sedentary lifestyle ultimately has a advantage over literacy religion government technology and ultimately replaces other populations i think it's a simple one line theory to further that point he also hypothesizes on the fact that why did europeans colonize sub saharan africa and not the other way around to which the answer is again basically the geographical factors the the rate at which civilizations develop the stagnation of the population in sub saharan africa like the stagnation of growth all these things you know Uh, access to domesticatable animals access to a greater variety of plants latitudes the basically the same thing that we've been talking about for the last five chapters that led to europe becoming a much more advanced society while uh, africa you know reached a point and then just stagnated true and then on top of that you also uh, like get to understand that how this like how jared diamond and maybe his team researched all of this because that was also quite fascinating for me like you know most of the things you understand like after certain times okay most similar things happened maybe japan is one exception that we'll come to later the entire concept like how he first understands the entire history of a continent or a place through language and its history 
and how it evolved it's mind blowing that how something as simple as language can tell you how people migrate from one place to the other yeah just to just to give an example he basically writes um, you know the language spo- spoken by all the people of madagascar asians blacks and mixed is austronesian and very similar to the manian language spoken on the indonesian island of borneo over 4000 miles across the open indian ocean from madagascar no other people remotely res- resembling borneans live within 1000 miles of madagascar so something like that it's so interesting that the languages from borneo which is like near papua new guinea and uh, madagascar share some commonalities like you wonder how that would have happened you know what the connection would be there he also mentions a very nice term which i really like something which new i heard he mentioned it's called glottochronology okay i don't know if you remember this it was like it's basically described as this it is based on calculations of how rapidly world tends to change over historical time comparative linguistics can even yield estimate dates for domestications or crop arrivals so basically comparing the linguistics and comparing the language that has evolved over the years and their names of the plants and animals they can understand you know how people migrated from one place to the other and which crops and animals were really there and it basically this is africa like africa currently like if people want to ha- go to you know for safari africa is the first thing that comes to your mind right that you have that vast grasslands you just go there and see the animals be amongst them and all of that but apparently they didn't have they they only had okay one domesticated big animal that was also guinea fowl like and they had none like yeah just to un- make it very clear and people who have forgotten our animals episode or something of that sort like wild animals are there but you only have only when you domesticate them and not tame them domesticate them and use it for your own benefit then only it will help you for human survival and human expansion but africa failed to do that and most of its original like most of the general animals that came which basically came from fertile crescent area from the eurasian regions like the horses your goats sheep and all of that i mean imagine what would have happened if uh, people in africa were would have been able to domesticate say the african elephant you know <laughs> we would be living in a different world but that is that actually brings you yeah, to full on wakanda bro but see that is what na it brings me to a legit wakanda situation in madagascar madagascar is so amazing like okay i i get why the movie is popular and now i can relate it back to history that why was the movie even made madagascar is it's closest to africa but okay the, uh, and has some influence of african language and all of that so maybe as you mentioned right the africans austronesians and asians all mixed together and stayed in uh, madagascar which is like a small isolated island and uh, how we don't know how people migrated to that small island and got trapped there but he mentions that they had such weird animals because obviously animals didn't migrate across the, those uh, you know huge ocean boundaries so and they evolved themselves the small island they had like big elephants there he mentioned an elephant bird or did i read it wrong yeah they were like giant elephant birds primates biggest lemurs and pygmy hippos and all of that he was like and i think that all brings to the imaginative figures that you know the madagascar movie showed because it is filled with yeah animals. this sounds like this sounds like something uh, jules one would write in his novels but it is truth right everything comes from some basis of truth and that actually was there and humans ultimately went there and destroyed the population as things go uh, no but uh, one more thing i found interesting about languages is the fact that just how much influence uh, you know african or afro asiatic languages had uh, over the rest of the world there's a, the, a passage in this uh, which says that afro asiatic languages arose in africa 
and that only one branch of them spread to the near east hence it may have been africa that gave birth to the languages spoken by the authors of the old and new testaments and the quran the moral pil- pillars of western civilization two thirds of the biggest religions of the world were written in languages that came about from africa there is also the whole heritage of the three major religions right christianity islam and he mentioned one more judaism um may have originated from you know northern africa and majority of those languages as well which is we are not weird but i think it makes sense right everything started from here so there has to be some heritage and uh, on top of that he, there was a nice segment about ethiopia also right where the whole uh, different type of crops that they have and the different types of crops which i think only grows in ethiopia or in central africa and no uh, nobody else and one of them is coffee which finally came to us via arabs so thankful <laughs> to them that's like we pretty much covered everything uh, well not everything but most things that we could remember it's been a long time guys uh, like forgive us if we missed something big obviously there are portions that we have missed like there are um, exact he mentions about the exact crops and the exact animals that you know uh, engulfed these areas and how people actually move from one area to the other and there are like so many geographical names which i can't even remember right now but that is the point right so this is just for you to understand how the history of africa evolved and what are the factors which basically led to its under development in comparison to eurasia or let's say even to its neighbors right even though having such a head start um, and now this should motivate you to go read the book and get more information if you're still interested Uh, which I hope you are, because I heard that some of you are actually thinking of the book and you know wanting to read more about it. So that's a nice thing. And you know maybe one last thing uh, which we can conclude it with is that he also goes into a separate section on understanding how Africa evolved the way they did through archaeology, right? About all the excavations that they did in the different areas and how that determines the flow of humans, their artifacts or what did they call no for not fossils artifacts only na ha i was right ha and uh, different languages how people evolved there and especially in, like the, the whole point of south africa like south africa is a war zone i feel like advancement didn't flow from north it basically went a whole circle from europe people came in there and it was majorly influenced by central africa and then um, european side right? europeans only came in and then basically decimated all of them and like the whole the whole uh, thing he mentions right to, uh, towards the end i think somewhere in the chapter he mentions that uh, you know we blame the whites or here europeans or eurasians we should say to who decimated the blacks and you know botten slavery and all of that that is all true but before that bantus were the ones who were the original i don't know blacks we should say or the original group of people who decimated most 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 of the uh, african population just engulfed them through either diseases or through you know wars and all of that and after that you know the whole european conquest came so it's not like one is better than the other it's just that we remember uh, recent history more than you know the later later recent history uh, and humans are all the same we prefer war i think over anything else and also because of the impact na because the bantu thing by uh, the bantu people engulfing the rest of um, you know the african uh, their african neighbors it mostly impacted only africa it wasn't beyond that uh, the whole thing with uh, uh, europeans coming and uh, coming to africa and colonizing it it pretty much uh, shaped the entire world because europeans were basically colonizing everywhere and that led to the whole you know it's a whole thing i've ranted about it enough now ultimately liam we can close out the entire chapter right that he mentions the last paragraph i just want to read that out so in short europeans europe's colonization of africa had nothing to do with differences between europeans and african peoples themselves as white white racists assume 
rather it was due to accidents of geography and biogeography in particular to the continents different areas and accesses and the suits of wild plant and animal species that is a different historical trajectories of africa and europe stem ultimately from differences in real estate i think that is the theme of every chapter that we are going to talk about or we have talked about right it is all i think a big giant fluke like if you are in the right place at the right time maybe you have succeeded uh, maybe you were a bantu you succeeded maybe you were europeans who succeeded even more and uh, yeah and if you are like some other person who got extinct i don't know how are you still listening to this podcast which is very weird mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> that just basically brings us to the end of this episode i think this episode was short not too long but i think should give you a nice compact understanding of how africa developed the way it did don't blame us about any of your prejudiced no not what do you say any of our preconceived notions this is purely an academic exercise i'm saying this again who knows tomorrow i get a season desist letter your podcast is banned from all the platforms hmm, yeah i doubt it nobody is listening though yeah that is also true Yeah, nobody even told me that you know anshul we are missing your podcast for the past two months i'm sad guys but okay with that sad note we are uh, the podcasts will be back every week uh, same regular schedule on saturdays continue listening to us uh, you know the drill follow us everywhere uh, you can support us on buymeacoffee.com or if you want to send me gifts check out the website i'm just doing random shit in the last one month so you can check things out there and uh, yeah with that we'll come next week with some other episode maybe we'll try finishing guns and steel for you guys or bringing something new uh, for you to cherish in between with that signing off bye bye guys bye thank you for listening to this episode follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode till then live long and prosper